everyone, Abby and Ashley here, and we are so excited to dwell with you in the Lord today. In this episode, we are going to finish up Acts chapter 1, but before we get started, let's review what we read last time. So if you'll remember, Luke is writing Acts, and he tells us that before um, his ascension, Jesus actually told the disciples to wait. And this is a reminder for us to wait on the promises from the Lord, because he is faithful. He alone is faithful. If we're, if we're putting our hope in people, we're going to be let down, but we can wait on God. He also tells us that we will receive power from the Holy Spirit in order to carry out our mission, which is being his witnesses. Mm. So we had that wait and we had receive. It's so good. Well, let's, let's dive, dive in. in. everybody let's dive in during this time if you're in a place where you want to get your bible out and read along with us we totally welcome that or if you're on the go and you are listening then that's great too so let's dive into acts chapter 1 starting in verse 12 then they returned to jerusalem from the mount called olivet which is near jerusalem a sabbath day's journey away And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All of these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120 and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all of his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their own language, Akladama, that is, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all of the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which one of these you have chosen and take the place to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, 
and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Now we wait. Let's read it again and really soak up his word. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They were all continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. The number of people who were together was about a 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, it was necessary that the scripture be fulfilled, that the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of David, foretold about Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was one of our number and shared in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages. He fell head first, his body burst open, and his intestines spilled out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that in their own language that field is called Hakodama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling become desolate, let no one live in it, and let someone else take his position. Therefore, from among the men who have accompanied us during the whole time, the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day he was taken up from us. From among these, it is necessary that one become a witness with us in his resurrection. So they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, You, Lord, know everyone's hearts. Show which of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry that Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Now let's take a moment to expect, to pray and ask God to be with us during this time and to reveal to us the truth from his word. Um, and just a quick note of expectation, why we even expect. Um, this is not coming from a place of us being prideful or thinking that God owes us anything. Um, but this is coming from a place of us knowing our God and knowing his character and knowing that when we do seek him with our whole heart, we can expect him to show up because that's what he tells us in his word. So with that as the foundation, let's pray and ask the Lord to be with us. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for... Um, being a God who wants to come close and dwell with your people um, and reveal yourself and reveal truth after truth to our hearts. Um, Lord, we just come expectantly before you and we just ask that you would reveal truth um, to our hearts through your spirit from this passage that we have read today. Lord, edify us, um, make us new 
Um, refresh us with your word. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, let's listen. Here's our challenge right now. Be still, breathe, and really listen to what God has for you right now in this moment. Press pause and just join us when you've had a moment to listen to what God has for you. All right, everybody, we are at, well, it's all exciting, but we are at an exciting point in the dwell process where we get to kind of reflect and see what we've learned, right? We expected God to show up and true to his character, he has shown up. Um, so we just want to share a few things that, um, we learned from sitting down and reading and studying this passage with you guys. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we really kept coming back to in this passage is that God is trustworthy and sovereign and his whole, this whole passage just totally affirms that, Mm. um, So for reference, the definition of sovereign is to possess supreme or ultimate power. Um, And so the very first part where we kind of start to clue in that God has had a plan of redemption all along through Jesus. And Jesus's words are trustworthy. They have been trustworthy. They continue to be trustworthy. Um, And we see this start to play out as the disciples are gathering and they're starting to receive their ministry in Jerusalem first, Judea second, then Samaria, and then through the ends of the earth. So what you're going to see throughout the book of Acts is that their ministry kind of starts to go out and we see like that certain chapters in Acts can be kind of grouped. So Acts 1 through 7 is where we see their ministry in Jerusalem. And then Let me get my Bible really quick. Um, And then in Acts 8 through 12, that's their ministry in Judea and Samaria. And then Acts 13 through 28 is their ministry to the ends of the earth, right? Um, And that's the exact order that Jesus told them they would be going in. Was there any surprise? No surprise there. Um, But I think it's like we can trust God in the details Like, we can trust that when Jesus says something, when God says something to us, like, he means it. And there's no one else in life that we can trust that much. I mean, even the people who we're closest to, you know, our spouses, our best friends, our parents, no matter how much we love them, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they're human. Right. And we cannot always... We can't put all of our eggs in, in the human basket, right, you know, right? No matter who the human is, yeah. So that's where we we just first started to really realize, holy cow! Like down to the order of the words of Jesus, it's truth. It's totally true. The next time that we were just amazed at God's sovereignty is when Peter stands up, and he points out that. This whole instance with Judas, of Judas betraying Jesus, and it just being such a dark a dark season for Jesus, obviously, and the disciples, is that this was foretold in Scripture, and it needed to be fulfilled. 
that Judas would actually betray Jesus and then lead him to the cross on our behalf. Um, and Peter points out that David wrote about this betrayal back in the Psalms. Um, so side note, if you see bold lettering in your Bible or mine kind of spaces it out, um, this is to show that this is being referenced from another part of the Bible. You know, Peter is not making this up in any way. He is referencing what the Holy Spirit spoke through David. And that's something that's so amazing to us is that David was just an, a man, you know, sure he was king and, and we look up to him in so many ways, but at the end of the day, David was just a man. Um, but the Holy Spirit still spoke through him to remind us that so many years later, God is still sovereign, that he isn't surprised. He isn't caught off guard. Um, but he knew that the betray the betrayal of Judas was coming, and he still worked through that. And he used it for good. And he used it for good. <laughs> the ultimate redemption. And, right. And one thing I think that we've been talking about often lately is um, how humans, we are so good mm -hmm. at messing up. Really good at We're it. We're really good I'm at it. I'm pretty awesome at it. <laughs> but God is, God is sovereign, mm -hmm. and he's trustworthy, and we can trust that he can make anything he can bring good. Out of our worst days. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So awesome. And so another thing that we see in this passage is that we have to be united. And it's very clear in the importance of being united in prayer. And mm -hmm. um, So if you've ever noticed that it's pretty hard to be angry at somebody that you are praying with. Yeah. Or, or praying for. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit comes in and totally shifts your heart. Right, and, and, you know, Jesus even told them in Matthew 18, mm -hmm. right, um, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And so I think there's something to that in, rem in being reminded of, okay, are you having trouble with your spouse? Mm. You guys need to pray together. Yeah. Are you having trouble with your a friends? Friend? Yeah. You guys need to pray together mm -hmm. or for them. Mm -hmm. And you'll you'll see some pretty radical changes because – it's hard when you're going to God in prayer. It's kind of hard to be selfish and to yeah, to be self-serving when you're asking God. And I think to what meet I, you. yeah, and what I realize so many times is like if I if I'm really angry at someone, mm -hmm. right? And that's oftentimes whenever I don't want to pray for them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but what I realize is when I do, God works on my heart and shows me okay, yeah, maybe they did do something wrong, but you also played a part and you also need to be edified and refreshed and renewed. And I think that's sometimes why we hide from prayer with each other yeah. or for each other because we know that it's going to change us. Yeah, we know <laughs> that we're going to be humbled and we are going to see like, oh, I really don't have that much room to be mad or hold a grudge, yeah. you know, as much as I was on my high horse, you know, holding it for, if that makes sense. Exactly. So there's a challenge for us, mm -hmm. especially this week, when you find yourself um, feeling not connected yeah. with people, mm -hmm. then you need to go, you need to go to prayer and, yeah. and try and be unified that way. Can we talk about how the disciples chose their replacement for Judas without any drama? So awesome. What? So awesome. So if you remember in Matthew 19, 
the disciples are promised by Jesus that they will sit on the 12 thrones next to his glorious throne mm-hmm. and be part of judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we're not talking about like paint color or picking new hymnals here. Mm-hmm. Like this is choosing somebody to be part of, you know, eternal leadership. Yeah. And instead of arguing, they were united in prayer. And following following this prayer, they you know they ask God to search their hearts. They finally land on choosing Matthias. Yeah. And after God revealed that choice, everyone just kind of accepts it and moves on. I mean, Luke is he's detailed. He's a detailed guy. Like yeah. I mean, he told us how Judas died, and it was a graphic death that right. he I mean, made sure to tell us about all the intestines. All the intestines spilled out. Exactly. So, I think that if an uproar. And we will see later on in Acts, too, like, he is detailed in giving accounts of, like, if someone was mad or Mm -hmm. if there was an uproar or there was a fight, like, Luke writes about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the fact that it's just like, yep, Matthias was chosen and they they went about their business, it really, I believe, shows that they were trusting God fully in this moment with this decision. And one thing about this moment that I, I just have to add um, because when I was reading it, I thought, what? They casted lots? Mm. Like, I felt like that was kind of weird. Weird. Like, okay. But in, in my Bible, it said that this is the last time that you see that happening. Right. Because after Pentecost, which is going to be in, in chapter two. Mm-hmm. So make sure you. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, there wasn't the need for that any longer. And right. so that's something that's really kind of cool to know that this mm-hmm. is the last time we're going to see them have to rely on. Kind of a man-made system. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. So that's we awesome. have to remember that God's trustworthy and sovereign, mm-hmm. and we have to be united. Yes. So I think we're just going to leave you guys with a couple of questions to consider um, for the rest of this week. And one of those kind of goes off our first point that we talked about of the fact that God is trustworthy. Um, so it seems like a simple question, but I think if you are still and take time to be honest, um, (laughs) this question is, what do you need to trust God with today? Mm. And like I said, I think this is kind of like, oh, well, I'll just trust him with what I'm going to eat for lunch. Well, okay, that's great. But like, really think about that. Like, are you having a hard time in your job right now? And so is it a big deal to trust God with what you're eating for lunch? Like, are you, like this is a really weird season. I mean, we're recording this episode in the midst of quarantine where every day seems uncertain. So mm-hmm. what's going on in your life that you, you just need to trust God with today? If he was sovereign over Judas, if he was sovereign in choosing Matthias, if he was sovereign... In his death and resurrection, then we can trust him to be sovereign and trustworthy in our lives. So that's one question we have for you. And another one is just to be thinking about um, who can you be united with in prayer today? Mm -hmm. Um, Who can you this week to seek out to really spend time praying with Mm -hmm. and praying for others? I, I think it would be interesting just to kind of build a community. Mm-hmm. You know, God calls us to community. And and so we just challenge you this week. Reach out and, and pray with somebody. Mm-hmm. It will, it will change you for the better. Mm. 
for sure. And I believe it will change your circumstances too. I think it will align your heart with God's and you'll just see a natural shift. Right, because I mean, I can think of, of times when I wanted God to change my circumstances, mm-hmm. but he changed my heart right. to mirror his. Right. And my circumstance didn't change, but... You did. I did. Yeah. And suddenly it was... And then your circumstance in, was indirectly shifted. Absolutely. Right, because you were a different right. person. It's mm-hmm. so good. I've definitely experienced that too. Well, thank you for dwelling with us. We love you so much. Um, make sure that you come back next week for a kind of a different and fun episode. Mm. So we are going to kind of occasionally do what we're calling um, Real Talks. <laughs> and Ooh. we're just excited about this because, it, like, we know that sometimes you can kind of go through seasons where you might feel alone in your faith or you might feel like I'm feeling pretty dry in my walk with the Lord, but there's not a ton of room to talk about that um, and be honest about that and still know that like, hey, but we're still pursuing the Lord. We're still trusting him. We just are being real with where we're at. And so we're hoping that these conversations can just kind of bring back the veil on the fact that like we're all walking with the Lord it's going to look different, but we can be here for each other. Right. And I think that sometimes when we hear somebody say, can you share your testimony? Mm. We think we have to like start from the beginning and go, you know, through this big like conversion story. Right. But really what that looks like is what is God doing in your life right now? Mm-hmm. And answering that question. And I think that's what you're going to find in our Real Talk series. Mm-hmm. Um where we'll just kind of invite some different friends to come and talk yeah, to us. different people in our life. We're going to call them dwell sisters. Yeah. Although, sometimes we might have some dwell brothers. <gasps> yeah. We love our dwell brothers, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But we're just going <laughs> to bring them on and chat. It's going to be fun. Definitely. Definitely. So, check us out next week. We will... Uh, we're looking forward to... We're looking forward to, well, we can't see you, but we're looking forward to listening with you, being with you through this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hey, Dwell friends. Uh, We thought that we would just include a few bloopers from recording this week's episode. Please enjoy and have a great week or day. We love you. Bye. Hey. I was looking to see if you needed a pedicure. <laughs> I just haven't had time. <laughs> Ashley's making fun of my terrible toes. They're not that bad. They're they're really not that bad. Mine look that bad too. Look. No, no, yours are cute. No, mine still need to be done. Yeah, but yours aren't in need of a trim I and paint. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Help us.